0: What's up, folks? It's the Kings of Punk podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer, to my right. Jake Razor here on this lovely Sunday.
1: Beautiful Sunday out here. It feels raining, like uh, 10 p.m. because it's dark as shit outside
0: here in uh, western New York. Yeah, it's fucking it's kind of lame at this point, but it's
1: kind of cozy, uh, though. Kind of it's, like nice. it.
0: it's nice to get, you know, I'm home by three thirty and I then like, it's dark by five. So um, but we have a special guest today. Uh, Michael Kent from bands like Private Hell, as well
2: as the Toxic Schlock podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you did. Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny. When I first started Toxic Schlock, I was like, I think my my girlfriend, now wife, was like, that's kind of a tongue twister of a name. I was like, oh, it'll be fine and probably should have gone with a different name in retrospect. (laughs)
0: I like, I like it, you know, schlock, you know, what, what does that mean? Does that just mean like goop or something? It's like, like
2: a, that? usually like a schlock, schlock is like a, just like a goofy B movie that's kind of, maybe kind of dumb or over the top and just kind of stupid, oh. but fun. Yeah. Like, like trash media. Oh, like yeah. yeah. Movies are like schlock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. I shit. think,
1: um, I don't know. Tongue twisters like that can be fun though. You know, if people are struggling to say the name, they'll remember. Oh yeah. It's that name. I couldn't <laughs> that, say. So true. You know, it's like, it's uh, memorable. That, that. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. We have uh, I have a couple things, a bunch of things that I want to talk about. You are based in Richmond,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've lived here for the last almost six years.
0: Oh, nice. Have you I mean, Richmond, if our listeners don't know, Richmond is a very uh, big punk metal hardcore kind of uh, city, I would say. Um, a lot of sick bands, especially in the last like 20, 25 years have come from that region. Um, was that like. I mean, not to get into too much of your business, was oh, that, cool. like, something that, like, kind of intrigued you to move to Richmond?
2: That was definitely a big factor. So I'm from North Carolina originally. I grew up in Greensboro, which is, like, the third biggest city in the state. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I, went, I lived in Charlotte for a little bit. And, you know, I, I was, like, had just, like, finished college. I, me and my my girlfriend at the time, we had broken up a little bit before that. And uh, I had all my bands were broken up. So I kind of was just hitting the reset and Richmond is a city that I first visited when I was in high school uh, because I was so enamored with like the no way records scene, like your waste of times, government warnings. That's like the scene that I kind of came up in when I was first going to shows. Like that's what was big. It was like eighties hardcore is back. Um, so when I, when I, finished college and stuff. And I wanted to move somewhere new. Uh, Richmond was always on my short list. It was always, you know, like New York was obviously on there and Philly and Richmond is kind of like Richmond's cool because it's, it's a smaller city in terms of population and size, but it's got all the perks of living in a big city in terms of culture. And, and yeah. it definitely, the scene was definitely what drew me in. Um, it's got such a, well-established scene that kind of – I've always said it, it's kind of like a self-sustaining organism in, in a way that North Carolina is not. Like North Carolina, it's like you need like like a mover and shaker in every scene to be doing all the booking. You're, you're going to have like the same three people in every band, which is cool. But Richmond, there's just like always new kids coming into the scene, so there's always good bands coming. And that's – it's really cool and special, especially for a smaller city.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because as – as soon as I uh, heard that you were based out of there, I was going to say, circa like like when I was in high school, like a sophomore or junior, like 2007, around that time period. Yeah, like it's around that, about the same time for me, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. That city was like Mecca, basically. I never, mm-hmm. I've never, i never been there, but uh, I had friends who were a little bit older who went to No Way Fest to see yeah, War Crime. Yeah, I,
2: I went to a couple of those, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was so jealous. It was like – and they – I was jealous, but them being, you know, only a few years older and only slightly cooler were like so excited to, you know, go to the promised land and see where all of her favorite bands were from. And like, uh, yeah, that was like, that was the thing back then. So totally understandable that you want to move there, especially like relatively living relatively close. And yeah, what is, what is kind of struck me and what uh, I think maybe you'll be able to shine some light on is like, I remember that, but like. And that was a big deal. But even as that trend has sort of I won't say died out, but dissipated into other things, they uh, again, just recently, especially I started hearing about your band and a bunch of other bands that sort of have, again, a sort of similar vibe, but a varying style there. So I think that sounds just from hearing the music, I can can believe what you're telling me, that there's always like an influx of new people and shit is fresh and it's not all the same three people because it's it's you've kept it up in terms of output down there which i'm i'm super impressed with
2: yeah it's the the amount of good music that comes out of here is way bigger than you would think for for such a small city and it's pretty cool i mean like like you said like when i was in high school richmond was mecca because before that you know when i was in like middle school i was getting into just like classic 80s hardcore and then I assumed that it didn't exist anymore because I was going to Warped Tour or like street punk shows, but that wasn't really what I wanted. And then when I started hearing about what was going on in Richmond, it was like this mystical place where, you know, we're like government warning and direct control. And, you know, and then more locally, we had like double negative and stuff. Uh, And Mm -hmm. and Richmond is just like this, like, like you said, like a Mecca is just like the spot. Um, And it has its highs and lows. I I would actually say right before COVID – It was kind of reaching like a kind of like a stagnant place, at least for me a little bit. But I I mean, I don't know about y'all, but since I mean, obviously, COVID's still going on, but since shows have returned, it's been fucking awesome here lately.
0: It's I would say we kind of had probably in a similar vein, like things were kind of like things were happening. We had some kind of bands going on, like like Undeath, um, who I just saw the other day like we had some cool bands kind of popping up people doing things um but i think since then there's kind of been more bands absolutely more people yeah. doing things more like we got a new diy spot and it's like whoa that's fucking cool like i haven't had one of those in like what feels like five six years um we got more bands new kids that we haven't seen i think like every scene's kind of like seen that like especially with like gen z kind of coming into like yeah, this is when they were like, "All right, now nah, they couldn't go to shows two years ago, so now they're gonna fucking go to shows." Um, things are doing pretty fucking. And they're bad. old
1: old enough now. The other factor is that um, people in, in, and I am, frankly speaking, mostly of like us and a couple other people <laughs> we're friends with, we uh kind of busted our asses during lockdown, like writing music and doing new mm-hmm. bands, yeah, and recording for sure. a few things. And um, I'm curious: Is do you think it's in your scene similar phenomena? Do you have people doing that kind of all over? You think? I mean, I, that's what I expected people to do when everything got locked out, or the people who are dedicated and actually care. What it is what I would expect them to do if they can. Yeah,
2: yeah, I feel like it was like a different, definitely like a common thing when COVID first hit. I think everybody was like, "We gotta like write albums and like we have all this time now to do all this yeah, stuff." Yeah, which is what my my other band, Ghoulie, did. And then once it started you know, going from a couple months into a year, year and a half, I think a lot of people trailed off there. But then I think there was a couple bands that were created out of a kind of a COVID isolation, uh, including Private Hell. That was kind of songs I just wrote because I had nothing else to do uh, for a year. So I was just like kind of messing with some sounds that I hadn't really done. Um, and there's a bunch of bands like that in Richmond. I know there's a couple that like like there's this – cool new band called caustic agent where it's like you know 20 year old kids who you know formed right before covid hit, they never got to do shows and i think there's a, like a lot of like you said like a lot of just like energy of people who n- kind of missed their first years of going to shows yeah
1: well prime time for us was when everything was locked down but also like a lot of us didn't have to work once it got to yeah. You go to shows, but you do have to go to work. That was, uh, the quote unquote new normal. <laughs> yeah. I think COVID low key fell off in terms of me thinking it was fun around that time. Uh, even like, though I was at work the whole time, but it didn't matter to me. Cause like, yeah, well, literally,
0: shit. like nothing at my work changed. It was yeah. almost as if COVID it didn't exist. Yeah. My managers,
1: but my bandmates who worked at restaurants, they didn't have to work. And I was like, all right, more practice. Let's do an album. And we did, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when our, uh, our, our gracious host, uh, Tim, who, uh, is uh out right now uh he was like yo i got i'm not working and like for like three months and i'm just like working every day It's just like this fucking sucks ass <laughs> like i he gets to stay home and get paid and like i get to fucking bust my ass and like potentially get covid like this sucks
2: um, yeah I, I would be lying if i said I, there was because i I had my job and I was very lucky that I got to work home through all COVID, but I was definitely like, man, I really wish I could just be doing nothing, <laughs> getting paid yeah. uh, a couple checks, but yeah,
0: grass is um, always greener. Is there anything from like the Richmond scene right now uh, that you, that you like, people don't know about that you think are, are sick? Because like, I think um, like you said, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of new people. Um, I think with, uh, I've like like, Rochester, like, we. it's pretty easy to know what's kind of going on, but I think, especially a bigger scene, like, Richmond, or, like, say, like, LA, or New York City, or Philly, so it's, like, a lot of stuff that maybe is, like, really fucking sick, but, like, you know, people are listening to fucking Destruct, or Enforced, or something like that. Yeah.
2: Um, anything kind of going on? You said Caustic Agent. You said yeah, ca-
0: like a new band?
2: yeah, Caustic Agent. It's a really, it's a new band. I've seen them a couple times now. It's one of those things where, like, I remember right before COVID was hitting you know in like late 2019 and i remember kind of feeling kind of like a weird sense of depression and stress of like oh my god everybody at this show at every show is like in their late 20s like me or older and i was like we need like new like young blood coming in and this new band caustic agent they're really cool partially because they're young which is nice and they bring a lot of younger people and then it's just like new faces new energy i really like them a lot I, I i was talking to a friend the other day about them they're kind of like a you know 80s hardcore but like mixed with like a little bit of like you know that band that late 80s band filth where it's like yeah really the like Plus gravelly band, yeah. gross vocals it's kind of like that um they're a really cool band I, I was telling a friend though that i think like right now they're like a really good band give them like a year once they get more shows under their belt i think they're gonna be like insanely good um, um so they're really cool and then this other band they've kind of got some members who are in some bigger bands so you guys might have heard of them that this band tempter is
1: no, fucking heard
2: awesome of uh they share members multiple members with like nosebleed who's like one of the big bands yeah. here uh and one of those guys is also like division of mind and um they are i think they have members from candy too oh okay. but but uh it's like it's like mixture of like punk and metal of like, there's like some UK 82. There's some like really like blown out Japanese hardcore in there, as well as like a lot of like cool shreddy guitar solos. I think they're one of the coolest bands that's come out of Richmond in a long time. They've only played one show so far, but uh, if anybody hasn't heard them, this band is awesome. I think their are seven inches coming out on quality control that a uh, British label uh, that band is really remarkable uh i think because they're all in so many other bands this band hasn't got as much like press and they haven't like done many shows yet but yeah i think this band's gonna be like next level shit
0: Kelly, uh, on speaking about that you know with your band private hell and like with some of the you know, like
2: public acid I th- they're from richmond right they've become from richmond now uh, almost the- all of them oh, have okay. moved here I, I i i've known a couple of those guys for a long time um and i think three of them live in richmond now whereas before they were a north carolina band oh okay that's pretty close though. i mean it
0: that's yeah yeah, yeah. Like, raleigh's um, uh two and a half hours from here yeah i i played raleigh before Raleigh's sick um i i enjoyed it at least uh with like them and destruct and like a bunch of different like bands like we see like a big trend now, I think we see is uh like people infusing like DB and like Japanese hardcore, or Swedish stuff kind of into this sound of like uh of like more modern y kind of hardcore or metallic hardcore. Like what mm-hmm. is that something you've always been into? Is like Japanese kind of like
2: foreign stuff? You know, I, I can't lie. I I was when I was like a teenager I was just like all American hardcore. Like that yeah. like you know, your nineteen seventy-nine to nineteen eighty five, like that was like my zone. You know, your DRIs, your deep wounds, negative approach, yeah. necros, like that's that a, kind I the, think
0: that's a lot of kids. All yeah. of my friends,
1: yeah, all my friends were like that in high school. I was I I know I've mentioned this before, but I'll share with you like I was even in high school a little, I was into that stuff, but I liked like Discharge and GBH and like some Japanese Those are the too, two and, bands
2: that I liked from England, yeah, <laughs> when I was in I high got school.
1: Ma- I got made fun of for like listening to those and like conflict a little bit because people were just like, I only like bandana bands Why you listen to spiky <laughs> bands, which <laughs> yeah. I think t- Tyler, I, I'm stoked on, I'll let you continue in a second, sorry, but- uh Oh, you're cool. The- um to summarize to put in other words what tyler said uh the spiky person music is being played by uh non spiky or less spiky people and i think it's a good trend but uh 100%. continue with your music continue with your musical evolution so
2: <laughs> well i was just going to say like yeah i honestly i think i really didn't get into hardcore i sorry japanese hardcore and like uh swedish hardcore that's like kind of like d beat and crust stuff probably when i moved to richmond like f- 5 6 years ago just because there's this record store here called Vinyl Conflict, which is just yeah. mm-hmm. an incredible, incredible like almost all punk metal store, and that's where I was started hearing about bands like Deathside. It's where I was hearing like Bastard, Anti, you know, there, there's like bands who I'd seen their logos my entire life, like Anti c and or uh, you know, bands like that, like Mob Forty Seven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think I I got into that stuff, you know, maybe like five years ago. And it's – when I got into that stuff, it was so exciting because it felt like I was falling in love with punk for the first time. Because you know like Mm -hmm, how when you first get into punk, you're like, what is this entire world that's in front of me? I don't know any of it. It's so exciting. And that's kind of how I felt when I was getting into international stuff. And yeah, I agree with what you were saying is like – yeah, you definitely see like spiky music being incorporated into like – capital h like big room hardcore stuff which is like yeah 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 wild like like like, one of the big like i said one of the big local bands here is nosebleed and like their whole thing is like they're mixing like early mad ball with like bastard (laughs) which like is such a weird sentence (laughs) if you like if you'd said that like five years ago people would look at you like you're fucking crazy but now you're seeing a lot of, you know, people wearing ATC max shirts at like beatdown shows, which is cool with me uh, because yeah. I, I just want to hear more like ripping guitar solos or fast punk shit.
1: People would have either looked at you like you were crazy or the closest they would have gotten would be like, that's not the best way to describe the band tragedy. But like, I know what band you're talking <laughs> about. That's the only one I can think of that kind of sounded like that. Um I'm glad that you used the phrase capital H hardcore, by the way. People... I,
2: th- somebody taught me that phrase and I love yeah. it now.
0: <laughs> people keep thinking we like coined that. People told, think we came up I've... with that. We did not. I don't believe. I often say when I'm talking about that, I say hardcore, hardcore.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah Exactly. Yeah, 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 like yeah. hardcore, punker, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: I, I
1: agree with you. It's kind of wild to see, but it also feels like overdue. I'm like, this. this always made sense. Like I've talked to people from the other side of that divide, if you want to call it that, like – people who are really into crust and stuff who had, who would, I think our friend Jake Spezio said it the other day, he was like, yeah, all those tough guy bands, they always have at least one part that like, sounds like hell bastard. Like, I don't understand why (laughs) it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. (laughs) So it makes a lot of sense, but it does feel overdue and it is kind of odd. The idea of someone at a beatdown show, actually having an anti Simex shirt is that would throw me for a loop. Yeah.
2: There's such like a, I feel like, when I was first getting to hardcore like 10 years ago, not 15 years ago, but like like 10 years ago, like 2011, 2010, there is so much more of a bigger divide between hardcore, capital H hardcore and like hardcore punk. Like there were some bands that I feel like kind of crossed the the boundary lines, like a band like like Ceremony or whatever. Yeah. But you didn't see like beat bands playing, I feel like as much with, you know, a band like Trapped Under Ice or something or whoever, like the big – capital H yeah. band at the time was. And now that's become so much more common, which is totally cool with me because it has makes bigger shows.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, fuck. I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> Shit, My brain, my brain just like shorted real quick. I, I would say one impression I've gotten of Richmond
1: is, I, and I'm, I'm certain. I absolutely believe you that 10 years ago, the divide was way wider, but I, I feel like my impression is, uh, even back then, <laughs> The divide in Richmond was uh, those scenes were closer than they would be in Rochester now or in a lot of other places. Certainly. Like, Government was, you know, warning would yeah. sometimes
2: play with like down to nothing I remember, or whatever. Yeah I, yeah, I
1: remember that. Yeah, whereas in Rochester now it is still and this isn't a diss to anybody but it is definitely those are very separate scenes with different people and the music the, and I people I've heard people speculate about like why that is and try to put it down to like interpersonal shit or fashion or whatever. I think it's because like the capital H hardcore bands in Rochester again, no diss, but musically they are still very much in the kind of basically sounding like metal core, uh, area. Yeah. And it's like, there's no reasonable, there's no reason for someone who likes any of those, like, uh, any of that crusty shit to like, want to go see that and vice versa. So yeah, we haven't I, bridged that gap yet. Gab so, yet,
0: but hopefully I remember we'll get what there. I was going to even talk. I think, uh, Because, so I, when I first got into music, I got into music, I was like, I like metal. Mm -hmm. So, like, I got heavy metal thrash, death metal, black metal stuff. So, and then I, you know, as I was listening to, like, Death Metal and Grindcore, I was listening to fucking, you know, Black Flag and shit, uh, which equally, it's crazy because that equally blew my mind, and I was Mm -hmm. hooked into it as fucking, like, Cannibal Corpse was. Um, We even see that, like, when, at the Undeath show I was at the other day, there's, like, a ton of kids who are definitely into hardcore or absolutely like would probably be hardcore kids uh, more than they would be like death metal kids so that's even like but even like 10 years ago like i think those 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 lines were drawn further i mean maybe hard capital h hardcore dudes like obituary maybe they liked a couple bands but now <laughs> usually it's usually like, only
2: obituary and like bull yeah. thrower
0: <laughs> yeah like, oh, yeah, those bands are pretty cool but like you know if
1: you got swag you like entombed too
0: yes yeah tomb definitely so if you have good um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very interesting how like and i think ultimately we a uh, big thing that i see overall is that just people in general are like being more into like Oh, I don't have to be like a one size like or one kind of scene person anymore. I can actually listen to literally whatever the fuck I want. Um, The idea of a guilty pleasure in music uh, does not no longer really exists, and uh, I think that's very good. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Hey, folks. Tyler Hammer here. Wanted to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Shirley Road Records. Established in 2017. They range in a variety of sounds, from hardcore punk, power violence, to more esoteric sounds like industrial, harsh noise, gore noise even. There's something there that'll tickle your fancy. And if you go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com, you can check out what they have in stock. Not only do they carry stuff from what they release, they carry stuff from labels like To Live Lie Records, Vehicular Homicide Productions, No Time Records, and Faith and Failure Productions. Hey, that's my label. Go to showtheroadrecords.com and use promo code KOPPOD10 to get 10% off your order. That's cop pod 10 to get 10% off your order. You can also listen to the music that uh, Shirley Road Records has put out at ShirleyRoadRecords.BandCamp.com. So check it out. Pick up something you've heard of, something you like. Pick up something you never heard before. You know, treat yourself today. Get a little surprise in. You'll thank me. All right. Peace, guys.
2: Yeah, and it's funny, I I remember talking with uh, Sam, the drummer from Private Hell, and we were kind of talking about, it's cool because I feel like the capital H kind of scene, for lack of a better word, uh, it's become very open-minded in a lot of ways, of like, Ace, who does a lot of the booking here, he's in like the band Mutually Sure Destruction and stuff, and like yeah, he'll put together like, like, DB bands, and like, power bounce bands, and then like, new york hardcore style bands i feel i do feel like it's like the punk scene that's definitely like the more closed-minded scene like it's when i go to punk shows and there's like a heavy hardcore band and they'll be like oh who's this fucking bro band or yeah, whatever for
1: sure that is to be clear absolutely a thing here and probably the dynamic you just described is probably kind of mostly true most places i would assume yeah, yeah. they're they are yeah. they can be very judgmental of like
2: Punks have a bigger yeah. like a bigger chip on their
0: shoulder or something. A
1: hundred percent, yeah. I
0: I would understand. I understand that for I guess, some yeah for degree, somewhat legitimate you know, reasons um, in some cases. Yeah, yeah. The idea of like being getting bullied by like hard like big hardcore dudes or bigger dudes kind of sucks. Like hardcore brings uh, inherently a a, a a more aggressive moshing too. Like yeah, the show the other day with Undead because uh, the band stab played um, a couple other bands and it. it it is wild how um, people are just like, this would never happen like six years ago. I like a I like a Gorgut show or some fucking shit like that. So um, just people fucking like throwing down like two stepping and shit. Uh, I think that's uh, I understand like a hesitancy for punk people to accept it. I I think it'll eventually it'll happen. I don't know. Syracuse seems to kind of yeah. Syracuse is cool getting there yeah. a little bit.
1: It's a lot of younger people in Syracuse, too, and that might have something to do with it. They don't have like, beefs from forever ago or whatever, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I definitely have a little bit of an elitist – on my shoulder and i have to like tell him to shut up sometimes and it's like telling me to like hate on other bands and stuff like oh that's bro shit like no shut up you know it's okay (laughs) because i still do have my preferences certainly oh we do too as anyone who's listened
1: to this would know we have uh one of those guys on our shoulder too that we uh give voice to on this podcast occasionally (laughs) and people like it apparently Um, i
0: i will i did kind of come to the realization (laughs) oh it's so much fun but like and I've like relegated it mostly to like friends now. And it's like, Oh, my, my life is so much better because I don't have someone like coming, like trying to maybe confront me about something, you know, online. And it's like, or being mad at me. Um, But I definitely did come to the realization where it's like, Oh, I really, I guess I really don't like a lot of like the heavier, heavier, I don't like beat down shit like at all anymore. Yeah. yeah me neither. No. no, I
1: mean, especially since you're a big death metal fan. If you're like really into death metal, there is no need for you to listen yeah. to bull. bulldoze is completely like useless to you. Like why would that's how I why feel, would you yeah. do why would you do that to yourself? Um <laughs>
2: That's I've always said that, like, why do I need to listen to down Hardcore when I could listen to, like, Chaos AD by Sepultura, which has, yeah, like, some of the hardest, heaviest, most ignorant parts? Like, I don't need to listen to, like, a band like Bulldoze or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, while we're talking about different genres, I, I have to ask, is Private Hell named after the song by
2: The Jam or no? That, you know it's one of those names that i had kicking around my head for like five years yeah um i think i (laughs) i first heard of the song because there's like a solo iggy pop song that i heard when i was like in middle school and this is like later era iggy pop i don't even know that one yeah it oh it's not good it's from this (laughs) album he did in the 2000s where i think it was like him trying to like revitalize his career and he like had like Green Day and some Forty One being his backing band and stuff. Uh, and there's a. So- it's not a good record, uh, but it's one of those records like I came across when I was like first getting into punk. Pa- and the name. Pro-
1: real oh, real, real quick. What does the album cover look like? Because I
2: have, I haven't heard Skull mo- Ring.
1: Oh yeah, I know and what it's, you're talking it's about. Got yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, hand yeah. with a skull yes, ring yeah, on it. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah. So that name is always always kicked around in my head, and then. Honestly not so much the jam song but it's a really really deep cut Husker Du song. Okay, Although I do I that. do like the jam but I always like just listen to the first jam record mainly just cuz I never got around to listening to the other stuff other than like the singles. Oh dude. Um uh, the, the other But I know I need to. I know I need to cuz I I love what I, you, the first the, record. The, the, I love the first record too. Some of the later stuff is even much better.
1: Actually I would not to go on a huge tangent but I would recommend Actually, the album that song is on, Setting Suns, is like okay. a fire reference. I've seen the cover, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I like that song a lot. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about like, uh, about the damned as well. Like, I like when they start getting like a little less straightforward punk and For like sure. start doing like more
1: stuff with, yeah, because they had Captain Sensible switch to guitar and he's like way better at guitar than bass. Yeah. He, was, yeah, he was, he was quite sure. good at bass too, a talented guy. <laughs> um, I'll do a little double segue here too, just to mention okay. something. The uh, With regards to this, like, convergence between, like, Jim Shorts hardcore guys and, like, listening to fucking, uh, you know, Chaos UK or whatever. Um, Black jeans hardcore. Black jeans hardcore. (laughs) We were mentioning another Mecca before we started this. This is, I see this convergence, like, happening in Richmond. And the other place that I swear I noticed it happening first was in the UK scene, which, as we were just discussing, like we think their shit is like next level. Like all those guys who were in violent reaction and the bands they have now, like it's they've got, cause it, that one is, it's a little different cause it is kind of all the same guys in the bands, but they have like a tough guy, New York band and a fucking OI band and everything. And like, yeah, that's are, impressive. Yeah. I don't know how they're pulling that off and I don't know what made them be like that, but it's fucking impressive. And,
2: yeah, 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 I like a lot of those bands a lot. I don't know who's in them, so I don't even know who's in, like was in Violent Reaction or like the Flex or whatever. I can't keep track I, I, either, but,
1: but I know it's a yeah. But like Annihilated is
2: great. I liked yeah. that band a lot. Um, yeah, and like obviously like the Chisels really cool. Um, Ar- yeah, it definitely seems like the UK has been really solid. Arms Race
1: Arms Race was one of the first ones yeah, I heard where I was like great. I was like this to me sounds like Chaos UK, but like some guy who likes to hit people a lot would hear this and just think this is awesome for hitting people. And I'm like, that is a good formula for music and they should
2: continue to do that. Yeah. I saw them yeah. twice, like on the same like weekend when they, uh, in DC, they have the Fest damage city Fest, yeah, yeah. and I saw them in Richmond and DC around then. And that band yeah. is just insane. Same for like a band, like the flex where it's just like real, just like hit people. <laughs> music yeah. That yeah I think big time. People of all stripes can enjoy. Yes. Yes.
0: For sure. Um, now uh, going into the next topic, I want to talk about. You have a podcast where we talk about movies, yeah. specifically horror movies. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I think the uh, "What's your favorite horror movie?" Um, thing is kind of a boring thing. But uh, is there any crossover you think with uh, like horror and like punk and hardcore? Um, I know there's yeah. like a couple yeah. classic movies. Uh, we were talking about Return of the Living Dead. Is like always like the biggest i think that's the one mm-hmm. right yeah it's the one with the yeah yeah that's yes. the one
2: okay um,
0: is with like all the punks and like tsol and yes, 45 yeah. grave
2: on the soundtrack did
0: you kind of did that kind of coalesce at the same time interest in punk and hardcore and then like horror movies
2: yeah for sure um i think around the same time i was probably hearing you know like slayer and i was hearing you know uh i don't know cryptic slaughter, dri or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was definitely also seeing like Evil Dead and stuff like that. And I was seeing um you know all your classic John Carpenter kind of horror movies. Mm-hmm. But kind of like with like like I was talking about Japanese hardcore. I think it was probably about 8 years ago I started getting like much much more into into horror on like a deeper level. Cuz then when I started the podcast, the original like first however many episodes, like 50 episodes, is pretty much me only talking with people in punk and hardcore about uh about horror like i like everybody from like folks from like ringworm or integrity or cursed or uh yeah even like people like in bands like against me and the mountain goats and shit um that was definitely like my thing is like i've got this background in punk and hardcore i'm just gonna talk to talk to people about it uh who are from this scene i've since kind of pivoted away a little bit um into doing something that's a little more like Thorough and more like uh, historical based where it's like, kind of like storytelling about the story behind horror movies. Mm. I'm, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely like horror and punk are like, you know, they tie right together. It, and whenever you do find movies that they come together, it's really cool. Like a movie, like a, it's not punk, but metal. There's this great eighties movie called trick or treat mm-hmm. uh, where it's like this guy who you know. It's the classic has this record where it talks through the devil, but like it's like a metalhead and and it's got like a uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy okay. Osborner in it, and then like a uh, the soundtrack's done by this band called uh, Fastway, which was a uh, Fast Eddie from Motorhead, oh, like when he quit. Like with, they did the um, soundtrack and shit.
0: I think the, um, oh, who's in that one of those uh, Celtic punk bands? um
2: yes I, he's in uh the singers and flogging molly yes, that's what it is okay because
0: <laughs> i remember we were gonna do an episode where we talked uh on, on uh st patrick's day remember earlier this year we we're gonna an episode where we like talked about the flogging molly and the other one um and i'm <laughs> I i'm not even remember. gonna correct you they know the what the other uh, one you is yeah other one is um and i was better and then i was like listening i was like looking at like getting a little over, in, info on the guy i was like oh he's in this this guy the singer was in this band um well it's like first of all, i was like flying molly's from like california i was like okay that's weird i think um, <laughs>
1: that's why they're the, the irish people that, yeah
0: that's that's why the other one is better because they're actually from boston and then and then i saw that he was in a band with the fast Eddie, and i was called fast man i was like oh that's weird but i guess kind of cool i don't
2: know <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I talked to – a, a the episode I did of that movie years ago, I don't even remember who I was talking with on that, but he uh, was telling me that one time he got backstage at a flogging Molly show and was like trying to get him to sign his trick-or-treat poster and he like wouldn't do it. Oh, Apparently geez. he's like – I mean, turns out the guy from flogging Molly's not that cool. <laughs> Weird. Uh, uh, what the my date
0: my day is ruined
1: from that, hearing about that. The, the guy from the guy from the other one would never do that. Yeah, He'd he never would do never do that. that way, yeah. Whatever
0: the other one is, he wouldn't that do that. That guy it. wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh is there any um like favorite modern like horror stuff that you enjoy? Yeah, what, I know a lot what? of uh horror a lot of my horror friends uh people that like horror really only they definitely gravitate towards the 70s and 80s a lot more
2: so. yeah the 70s is my favorite era of horror uh, obviously i love the 80s stuff but there's a lot of really good stuff that's been coming out i mean for the last like five to ten years there's been like the A24, like kind of like the quote-unquote classy horror mm. which is like my favorite link because it reminds me of 70s horror like your movies like hereditary or the witch or like two of the big ones yeah the um, witch i have, will
0: say is like that that was such a fucking good movie, and I wish I I love that movie. I wish I got to see it in a the theater and like because I only watched it there, but like that to spoil. I'm gonna spoil at the end where uh, he is like behind the girl was like mm-hmm. you if you didn't my uh, my partner did not notice it, and I was just like whoa what the fuck like holy shit yeah and it's like what what and it's like don't, don't you don't you see that. They're like, it's too dark. Like, this movie is just too dark. And, like, I don't fucking know. It was dark back then.
2: It's, like, literally very dark, too. Like, all the lighting is very dark in that scene. But um, I think probably my favorite, like, horror-related movie is this movie called Mandy. Have you guys heard of this movie? Oh, yes. I saw it in theaters, yeah. I love that fucking movie so much. It was great, yeah. I will say I liked
1: the first half more and I kind of wish mm-hmm. it stayed like that rather than going full Evil Dead mode.
2: Grindhouse, yeah.
1: That being said, when they did go full Evil Dead mode, even though afterwards I was like, that wasn't as cool as the first part. Like, when it was happening and I was in the theater, yes, I was cheering when fucking Nicolas Cage was wiling out and fucking killing people. Yeah. Like,
2: he... The contemplative first half, though, is definitely my favorite part of the movie, it's, though. It's
1: powerful, yeah. And I will say that is, like his performance in it is incredible like i know that he's yeah he's like epic reddit meme guy now but he actually (laughs) did very very good in that movie and and i do
2: recommend people watch it it's one of those movies where it's just like i try to tell people like you have not seen a movie like this no way there's just so much bizarre stuff but that is strangely enough works like you wouldn't think that all this like neon light and this like doom metal soundtrack with like ambient music and then like Like you said, like you've got like this kind of grindhouse, like blood splashing stuff in the back half. But then also like it's also a very emotional movie. Like it's like very like contemplative and a thoughtful movie in a way that you wouldn't expect from what what mainstream culture would expect from Nicolas Cage because he's like such a punchline to so many people at this point. Yeah, I think he's
0: kind of – had a uh what we say a glow up the last like five or six years though because
2: mm-hmm. like oh he was in this movie called pig that came yeah, out this year i want to see that i i cried like a baby and i don't cry usually in movies uh i cry it's all about it's it's all about loss and like losing a pet and like my dog had died like oh, a month before and i was just like weak during that movie damn, i
0: cry like way too like i'm will fully admit i cry like probably way more than the average uh man or maybe even person um, nothing wrong with that that you know it just it is what it is i, I cried one time going to work listening to randy uchita group because it's so cool that one song is like so good i'm like i
1: have not full on uh <laughs> it's, that
0: sounds insane like it kind of is
1: i i, I haven't full on c- cried cried in like since I was like a sophomore in high school, it's been like 10, 15 years, which is really fucked up. When you told yeah. me that, I was like, "That, ah, dude, uh, it's fucked. Got to have it's <laughs> fucked." Like... Up. I'm I working
2: for a good. Crime. No, yeah, I'm working. I'm
1: working on it with. I've been working on it with a therapist and everything. That being said, perhaps Nicolas Cage is the person who can actually Maybe. help me, and I will go. I will watch this film and see what happens.
2: Um, I yeah, go see Pig. It's it's yeah. not horror. It, it's very good though. Yeah, I,
0: I to me the the movie that I I 100 will always cry when i watch it is interstellar um when he's really like watching the video that's a good one. of his daughter it is like genuinely like insanely heartbreaking and like yeah no that movie's great um any i guess anything else other that you said uh what'd you say man you said mandy mandy great great film
2: um, um there's this movie called raw that came out like four years ago i think at this point it's a french cannibalism movie but it kind of like it's not like a really exploitative sort of cannibal way it's it's Mm -hmm. like a it's like a coming of age this it's like a the whole thing's like a metaphor for like discovering like your sexuality and it's like a girl who goes to college and she gets like hazed into like eating she's like a vegan and she gets like hazed into eating like raw animal meat Mm -hmm. and uh then so then she it's like the whole thing she becomes like a cannibal but it's like it's kind of like the same way like mandy where it's like all this like really gnarly stuff's going on on the screen but you're also getting like a lot of like really powerful emotion of you know that weird you know time in your life when you're like 19 and trying to figure out who you are and you're like i feeling all these weird thoughts like and Mm -hmm. and kind of coming to grips with that it's also very gory and very gnarly but it's a very good movie i I recommend it highly i have two things and full disclosure like there's
1: a lot of fucking movies in general I haven't seen. I'm not a big movie Yeah, same guy. here. Yeah. I have a very bad ADD for one thing. And horror in particular, I'm behind on. I'm overdue to catch up. But two things. One, I'm curious what you thought of Hereditary because I did see that in the theaters twice. And I really enjoyed it. And also, I was impressed because it scared the fuck out of me both times I saw it, including the second time when I knew exactly what was going to happen. It's so good.
2: I love um, that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. Speak on that, and then I got another thing after that. But go, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, well, the, the,
2: the, so that's a movie that I was like, had been watching the trailers for for a long time, and I loved with that movie, the trailers really don't reveal much of anything in terms of the plot, because that's so important, because I hate trailers that tell you the entire movie. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And I came into it basically not knowing anything other than everyone saying, like, it's the scariest movie ever. And I don't know if I'd go that far. That movie scared the hell out of me. And I usually don't get, like, scared, scared by movies. There's the part for anybody who's seen that movie, um, when something happened, I don't want to even spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, there's a scene where something crazy happens in a car at one point in the movie, uh, and something happens to a character in a car. Uh, (laughs) And I remember literally, like, my hand hitting my mouth and, like, jaw-dropping, like, I cannot believe this just happened. Like that movie shook me emotionally and it scared me, but also just like bummed me out in like yes. a cool yeah, way yeah. because I just like movies that make me feel things. Yeah. That's why I love horror so much is like I spend so much of my life feeling so cold and like so much of like so many movies and TV shows and music, they just draw no reaction from me. So I want to hear something that really just makes me feel like a human being. Totally. And that movie did that, especially in yeah. that scene. But then – My favorite moment of that movie, this isn't really a spoiler like or whatever, this is just like a one cool part. There's the part at the end when the son's in the bedroom in bed and you see like the top corner of the screen and it's all black and your eyes slowly start to adjust to the darkness and you see her up in the top. Corner of yeah. the roof, and that's one of my favorite m- moments in movies of like the last 10 years. That I was just like pumping my fist yeah. when that happened. The, the <laughs> end, I saw it twice in theaters as well.
1: I completely agree with w- w- what you said about why it was good, it makes you feel human. I would say a lot of media and art now it doesn't make you feel anything because it's not supposed to, it's designed to have the same effect that like. Um, staring at your phone on social media or playing video games or doing drugs does where it's it's the media most part is just designed to like make you feel numb because that's like mm-hmm. what people that's what people want when they th- people think they're relaxing when they're making themselves feel numb and so they, they consume stuff like that um, the fucking part of the movie that's giving me chills right now and I'm going to use your similar evasive language to avoid spoiling anything in the end when uh all the crazy stuff is happening there, mm-hmm. there's a guy standing <laughs> in a place that you're not expecting who's blonde and is has his clothes off and that shit
2: yes when yes. i when <laughs> i noticed
1: that guy the only and i'm getting it right now the same feeling the only thing i can compare it to is the uh the scary guy in uh mulholland drive which is the scariest that scene is the most oh
2: that jump is incredible i
1: yeah. and i don't know why it's so scary but it is um so yeah, I with,
2: yeah. With, uh, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like hereditary movies like hereditary and the witch, and a lot of that stuff. My favorite horror movies is like your late sixties, early seventies, like your exorcists, your Rosemary's babies, and those movies like like hereditary feel like such an extension of that without feeling like like a knockoff. It it just feels like a, mm-hmm. a logical progression of that sort of mood and slow burn horror. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you're kind of getting at like what my second question was, which is like from, from talking to horror guys and girls, I, as I understand, there are like a lot a pretty varied range of different types of movies that would be called horror. Cause there's mm-hmm. like, some people have phrased it as like horror movies versus terror movies, etc. Like, would you say you are more drawn to the sort of, Things that are creepy, spooky, uh, unsettling with maybe some jump scares as opposed to like the thing that a lot of people I think are very aesthetically into, which is like slasher and like gore stuff. Do you have a preference there? Like what 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 sort of of the like sort of established vibes or sub genres that exist in horror is there, like, what do you particularly look for? Like, what is the preference there and why, I guess?
2: So, like, I love all types of horror. I do yeah. not love all horror movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love sl- – I, I have a soft spot in my heart for slashers because, like, anybody else, I was, like, 13 and yeah. saw Halloween and Friday the 13th and home Street. And I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff's great. But that is not my lane of horror if I'm choosing to watch a horror movie. Yeah. My stuff is, like, slow burn movies uh-huh. that really just simmer and make you really uncomfortable with that sort of like, like that slow burn unsettling feeling that you get in a movie. Like the, the biggest names obviously being like, uh, like I said, like the exorcist yeah. or, or, or Rosemary's baby or the shining where you're getting like that, just tension building and then shit pops off at the end. Yeah. Um, so, so like a lot of times, if it like revolves around like a satanic cult, I'm going to be really into it. Mm-hmm. There's the, this movie called a uh, house of the devil that came out like 12 years ago that kind of does that in a really cool way in like a 70s kind of horror way uh, stuff like that that just makes you feel like something's underneath your skin and just makes you tense yeah. um, I also really love body horror a lot Ooh, like oh your yeah. David Cronenberg movies is like David Cronenberg's like my guy like you're the fly and the brood or uh, there's this Japanese movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man um, oh yeah that that kind of has that where it's just like it's a similar sort of thing where it makes your skin crawl. Of just like, why is their body slowly becoming something it shouldn't be? Um, yeah, that's I, the kind of shit I really like too. Body horror definitely is like probably my
0: favorite like horror genre. If I had to, choose I love one. it. Yeah, I do. I do also enjoy like those like slow burning ones. Um, the one that came to mind, they do have a story to tell about, is audition. Um, Oh,
2: now that's a slow burn. I love audition.
0: I, Takashi Miike is my guy. Takashi Miike, he's, he's amazing. Um, I, one time we were watching it, our buddy Connor got, it it was like me, Tim, our buddy, uh, Tim, Connor, I think someone else, our buddy Chris, we were watching in my parents, uh, house, my, in my basement. I hadn't eaten like anything that day. So I had like a pop tart and like maybe some soda and some water. And we're watching it and it's like eight or so, eight or nine at night. And it's like it gets to the infamous scene where she is cutting off his leg, I believe, with the with the at the wire.
2: Yeah, it's on the poster. Like, it's so like common knowledge at this point. It's not a spoiler. I straight
0: up fainted like when i was i can't believe it (laughs) i was the the
2: sound i mean they do a similar sort of thing in hereditary yes yes yeah. you you know what i'm talking about Uh, but yeah no auditions the shit there's actually a song titled it's in the title uh uh on the um private hell demo called total massacre which got its title from a takashi miike film called uh, 13 assassins um where there's the lot, there's like a very prominent part of the movie that revolves around the line total massacre. Um, that guy's got so many good movies, but yeah. Audition is like his horror masterpiece for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that movie.
0: I like his. Um, I didn't. I have. I did not watch Thirteen. Um, what the
2: Thirteen, 13, Assassins. 13 Assassins? It's Assassins. on Hulu. I highly recommend uh, it if you like just like action and just like I w- kind of like samurai movies or anything like that. I watched
0: the one he did that's like a manga. I forgot what it's called though. Oh, um, you're talking about the, um, other samurai the
2: really fucked up one, Ichi the Killer? No, not Ichi the
0: Killer. That one is amazing and that also like straight up makes me that makes my
2: skin crawl that fucking That movie. movie's a bummer. Like the- Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yo the, straight the up. Of human the amount of human cruelty in that movie is like it really intense. Truly
0: feels like it's I mean, it is almost for like nothing, for like no fucking reason. It's like depravity and like brutality for like i don't know just seems uh very uh it's it's very disgusting in a way but uh in a good way i I, I do enjoy that movie a lot um yeah Sam no it's a very good movie he has his his, he had a samurai movie he he he, that's what he's been kind of doing i think lately um a lot of that kind of stuff and he does that shit very very well um definitely a great great director if uh our listeners are not familiar uh check him out
1: i'm not really familiar i've heard of Ichi the killer from going at i had a phase in high school where i was like on the internet trying to find things that would shock me and i read about like
2: it's a teenage boy kind of movie where you watch it with all your friends are like yeah. oh my god this is the most fucked up shit i've ever seen i
1: was yeah. on the internet trying to find like are snuff films real can i watch a snuff <laughs> yeah. film which i will note, you were talking about the audio in hereditary and in that other movie uh when i happened across like real like gore videos fucking decapitations and shit i was like i was like oh whatever man i've seen blood and gore this is fine what i did not account for is what that shit sounds like in your headphones uh and yeah. that, that is the part that will make you have to not you will not want to watch it any, anymore yeah. after you fucking hear it
2: jesus christ
0: no um you play, you play, uh, what do you play in Pirate of Hell? You play guitar? Am I right? I
2: sing and play guitar and I wrote all the songs. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. uh,
0: what, what was, you said you played in other bands. What other bands are, are they of any note?
2: Um, not really. Uh, I mean, people who lived in North Carolina or, or Richmond probably saw us, but no bands I've really done have ever done more than like an EP mm-hmm. or, or like I've played around a lot of like played all up and down the East Coast, but. I've never been able to find the band that really gels in the way that it's like, everybody's on the same page and everybody's really in it, which I'm so excited about private Hell. I'm not just saying that cause it's my newest band. It's, it's the band I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, like I, I did like a band in high school. That was like a fast hardcore punk band, like, like a band, like gangrene kind of band, um, which is cool. Um, called the fuss. We got to play with some, some cool bands, uh, Sounds like a then, mod like,
1: band. The band name is very 60s, which I like.
2: We want it to be like the fix. But oh, it, in retrospect, it definitely does sound like a, like a, like a mod body kind <laughs> of band. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, and then in college, I moved to Charlotte. And in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the time, there was virtually no hardcore punk scene. Um, so not by choice, really, but just kind of by circumstance. I kind of wasn't really doing much hardcore stuff during my college years. I was playing a band called radio reds and it was kind of like a uh kind of like more like a replacements kind of band like wh- who are like one of my favorite bands of all time same yeah, bands like them and husker do or like two of my favorite bands um and so it was like kind of like more melodic kind of like punky but like i guess you could say like quote unquote like indie rock or whatever college um, rock uh, maybe uh yeah it, it is the town. college rock is is yeah it's like that kind of lane of like mid-80s like people who are like hardcore adjacent um but not quite like straight punk Uh, like a band like super chunk is another great example that um but i did that for a couple years but the whole time i was doing that i was wanting to do hardcore bands because i missed playing fast and heavy music so much um i started a couple bands when i first moved to richmond nothing really stuck until i did a band called ghoulie we're still kind of active uh my wife sings in that band um we we put out a demo and an ep uh, we got to play a lot of really cool shows. I really like that band a lot, but it's like one of those bands where it's just like not everybody's on the same schedule and not everybody's on the same like uh, commitment level. Yeah, which can be really yeah. disappointing, you know. Because I, I I really love like playing that band. We have played like one show since COVID, uh, since shows started happening again. Um, but Private Hell is like the band I've wanted to be in my entire life, uh, and I'm not like I said, I'm not just saying that. It's it's such a fun band for me because it's kind of mixing everything i love about punk and metal and hardcore into one band uh my ambitions are very big for this band like this is a band where i have full intention of like we're going to be doing a lot of touring next year uh we're going to be we already have our next seven inch written we are currently sidelined right now unfortunately our uh we've played two shows so far we had like three more booked uh our drummer had an accident work and actually broke both of his legs uh, two months ago yeah yeah it's awful i i finally got to see him for the first time a couple days ago he's he's getting there uh come like january february we're gonna start practicing uh and finishing writing our stuff and then in march we're gonna start playing it just a ton Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i i hate not playing shows right now with this band because i'm so excited so i've written like eight songs um and this band it's just like it's like Early 80s American Hardcore is always gonna be in what I do, but it's also really fun because I'm I've never gotten to play in like a heavy band. Like I've never gotten mm-hmm. to play like incorporate like my thrash my love of like thrash metal, or even like a band like Neurosis was like a huge influence. Even if you can't really hear it uh on our demo, it was like a huge sonic and like uh sounds corny, but like spiritual influence, like the idea of neurosis of just like intensity was a really big thing for me um that's important yeah i know what you mean about
1: a spiritual influence for sure i i get i get you yeah yeah
2: Yeah, because it's like i don't want there's a there's a there's enough neurosis knockoff bands in the world but the idea of neurosis of mixing everything you love that it just feels intense and immediate so like like live we cover a joy division song even though we sound nothing like joy division um but you know we also like are like Poison Idea is one of our favorite bands, as well as you know, like his hero is gone and shit. Um, we ha- we have a lot of ambitions. Me and me and our our drummer, we talk a lot about what makes really great and effective and interesting bands. And for us, you know, it's it's bands that just kind of have an evolution, and that's already like <laughs> we're already like ten steps ahead of like where we're at right now for like a sonic development. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a i'm really excited about this band we uh nothing is set and sewn so i can't really say but we, like we've already got a label who's going to put out a seven inch for us um and we're already writing a, a follow-up lp to go after that uh so okay. now we're just waiting for our yeah. drummer to heal and then we're gonna hit the ground running really hard
1: yeah a couple things one definitely uh i i, I get sorry it. i know i ramble no 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 it's good i do too which is kind of what i'm getting to you you're i could tell from the way you talk about this band and in addition you also just said so like you're super excited about this this is like a project you're really passionate about and i think i kind of get why because the way you described it like wanting to incorporate all these influences and only like every project you did before this was like influence here influence there like i'm doing exactly. this one piece and so like the 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 way you talk about this band is like how i talk about leaking head the band i'm in with him because i remember mm-hmm. as, as soon as leaking head started i felt the same way and now i ramble about that band because it is like i remember being 17 and wanting to do like a band that mixed the us hardcore thing with like Japanese stuff and fucking Sweden and Yugoslavia and every hardcore band on the sun mixed with like rock and roll. And when I finally got to do it, like now I'm super passionate about that. And it's, I I can relate to the passion you feel for that reason. And also from listening to the band, I'll I'll be it briefly. Like I I sort of just listened to the demo once so far, I'll be revisiting it. But I was, I was impressed with it kind of for that reason. It fucking sounds, this is so refreshing. It sounds very well-rounded, which jives with what you're saying about it. Whereas like so many bands I've seen in my time going to shows and listening to records are like, they pick like a subgenre and they do like a kind of rote exercise of that and they can do a really good job, but it's still like, oh, you know, I listen to 30 seconds and I know they're doing UK 82 or they're doing fucking yeah. power violence or whatever. And it's just, that's been done a lot of times, obviously should go without saying. And even if you do it really well, engaging was the word you used, and that's a perfect word for it. Like I, it's hard for me to remain engaged when it's that easy for to me, me to predict what what sounds I'm gonna hear next. I, uh, so I I respect and appreciate that you
0: fucking have this project. I was listening, I was working out to Akulu the other day. Um oh, yeah. Yeah, a, band, pretty cool. a band that I I do like, but as I was nearing the end of my workout and the end of the album, the new album, I was like all right i know exactly what's kind of coming up at this point like i know how their songs are gonna go i know all right then the breakdown's coming in here it is and i think uh especially with the demo you kind of are hearing like you guys trying to put like an effort to again do different do different things you know
2: we want every song to sound like it belongs together but not the same (laughs) every time i ever write a song my bandmates can attest to this i always ask like First of all, what do you guys think of this song I just showed you? And they'll, if they'll say, like, yeah, we like it. And secondly, I'll be like, does this sound like it could be by the same band? Because uh-huh. that's one thing I struggle with is, like, having, like, influences for different songs going from, like, totally different directions. So, like, all that matters to me is that it sounds like it could be by the same band. I, yeah. um, because, but- like, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No No, 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 finish, please. I was going to say, I'm a terrible mimic of certain styles. Like, there's some people who can, like... Oh, you want a band that sounds, you know, uh, like anti c Here you go. Here's eight songs. Like, that's just not my skill set. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards those people at all. That's just not what I can do. All I can do is, like, write music that comes out of me. And that's not to say, like, I'm the most fucking original person ever. Like, I just... Uh That I have myself is just like accidentally ripping off other people but I'm, i can't just like regurgitate the song same song over and over again otherwise it will be 100 obvious because it'll literally be the same riffs um this is not throwing shade at this band at all because i think they're incredible they but like there's some bands who can like like you were saying like take a certain sound and just really zero in on it and kill it um a band like destruct to me is like the Best case example of that, like I, I'm friends with those guys. They they take a very particular sound and they make the best possible version of you know a band like doing like totalitar and Bastard and, yeah. and disclose and stuff like that. That's just not my my strong set. I can only like write kind of what comes out of my head. Yeah, um, and, and with with private hell i feel like it's like the first time i have a band where everybody's kind of enabling me to just kind of fucking go with it um it, it helps too that this is the first band i've ever both sung and played guitar in mm-hmm. uh usually you know I'll, I'll either sing in it and then other people are writing the riffs or i'll write the riffs but you know it's like you know you have a singer kind of creating their own melody on it this is the first time where i can just kind of really go crazy with the narratives i hear in my head of um of songwriting
1: what's up hoes i'm kidding most of you aren't hoes about 77 percent of you are men i know it's called analytics bitch i've seen that shit of course i did i'm trying to do some serious marketing onto all of you but right at the moment i'm not trying to sell you anything i'm just sharing information with you in a way that's friendly relatable and warm so and uh, personable. So as a friend and a brand, I want to talk to you about Syrup Head Recordings. This is a label that I'm sure you've heard of. They're an institution. They've got a wide, wide array of brutal and extreme music. Uh, ranging from hardcore punk all the way to harsh noise. And a whole lot of various forms of gore in between. And next Friday, he has three new cassettes coming out. He has a bunch of things coming down the pipeline. Line. I'm not sure what he's going to drop next. There's a few different uh, things that are queued up there's the false gods cassette which is sludge doom with hardcore influence swarm which i've mentioned before completely batshit crazy japanese band uh 16 that's a wild minscore band uh maggot vomit Afterbirth, which uh tyler's nodding his head he says that good stuff i assume it sounds like what you would think it would and the hit and run drivers which is a hilarious band name minscore um if that's not your bag plenty of other stuff there so Go check out syruphead.storenv.com and syrup underscore head underscore recordings on Instagram. Uh, nice to talk to all of you. Bye.
0: No, I'm I'm very much in that way. Like I I cannot uh, rip off a band really uh, a sound if I wanted to. Um, my one band unless it's
2: like the ramones if it's like something so yeah like there's stuff
0: like that where you can be like okay here's like here's like some a riff that's a you know exactly what here i I can do that but it's like my band hallucination realized it is kind of like what you said it's um it's like i'm doing kind of a lot of the stuff that i want to do it's a power violence it's harsh noise it's a little bit of grindcore it's a little bit of just fast fucking hardcore shit that i fucking love um like I'll incorporate a a song like a the crossed out breakdown that everyone fucking you hear a new fucking power band they're going to fucking use that um like like a regional justice center or a hoon man or something like that. Um yeah. that's as far as I can go. I I can't write a crossed out song like if I fucking wanted to. Like yeah, um, same. it it just it is what it is and it, yeah, it, it, some people are good at it and I do like hearing a band like where it's like ooh this band sounds like this okay i'm in unfortunately a lot of times especially now lately uh especially with death metal stuff um i hear that and i'm just like like okay i've people are doing this like uh let's let's either rip off some cool some other bands that people aren't ripping off (laughs) or start doing start injecting something else a little put a
2: little flavor in there well, it's kind of like what I was talking about with like horror, or, like with like movies. I want something to make me feel something. I feel pretty cold about most punk and hardcore. Like most of them, like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. It's only a couple times a year where I'll hear something that really knocks me on my ass. Um, and that's like. What I want to hear is like either it's just like using different sounds or cor- just mixing them in a slightly different way, like that band Tempter I mentioned earlier. Or there's this band Tower Seven who just put out a record that I think mm-hmm. is really good. Lo- um, yeah, I, I listened that the other day; it's fucking great. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a diff. It's like a different blend. Of, it's like a little bit of a different recipe that makes it just feel a bit more exciting than just another band that sounds exactly like Discharge. I will add with regards
1: to pursuing that. Um, I I've sort of brushed up against the similar problem you're describing of like writing stuff for a band and being like, is this too far outside the bounds of what we sound like? I will say, and it sounds like an obvious statement after I articulated it in my head, but I had to kind of learn it through experience. Um, If it's the same band playing the song and the band plays together enough, it'll sound like that band. Even if even if sitting there with a guitar, you're like, this is kind of weird. Once you're there with that same group of human beings like playing uh, you'll sort of all sort of beat it up into where it sounds like what it's supposed to sound like. Usually, up to at least, to a large extent, I think that's true. And um, yeah.
2: that's,
1: that's that's why I think it's you know crucial to have the right people to work with and to sort of have good personal chemistry too it's so that you though. can sort of reach that point.
0: It's happened a few times with Leaking Head. You've brought in some riffs in. And you're just like, I don't know how this is going to exactly sound. We got to play it though. And we play it and it's like, oh, this is like perfect this fits beautifully yeah. with like what we're trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it, it creates that like thing where like every song sounds a little bit different. Like at least for us, like I, I like a band where like I can identify every fucking song, like poison idea, perfect example. Like mm-hmm. I know how every single song, pretty much every single song on um, uh Feel the darkness sounds like
2: very, yeah. I think oh, a I mean, very that's different. the, one of the best sequenced records of all time. I think yeah. in terms of like song flow, it's incredible like it's
0: it's incredible um Poised ID in general I think does a just one of the best like songwriting things like riffs you can bring cool riffs uh you can do cool vocals you have cool production like people really don't like I think songwriting is is so important and like uh, especially with like the death metal which I'm very into um hearing people be like they got riffs and it's like that's cool do they got songs? What else do they got though? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. The old it is wild how the old school death metal revival of the last like six or seven years has turned into like we're just like throwing whatever the fuck we have together into a song, and I'm just like I'm kind of over this now because
2: no, there's certain bands uh, that 100 percent it just it does feel like like a formula and just like taking this same obituary riffs over and over again that it gets pretty boring
0: but with a you know with a band like obituary a, a band like we'll say obituary death deicide entombed um yeah they have they I, i've told my bandmates this my friends this they have parts that you can almost sing you know and if mm-hmm. you, like you know how yeah. the fucking you know how those choruses go you know fucking listen to day aside like and other shit like that a lot of these bands as any band within hardcore within punk within metal Uh, So many bands are just kind of neglecting that like truly catchy. They're making
1: like a series of riffs instead of a song and it it can be uh, kind of, I mean, it's just boring is the bottom line. It's not even like I'm trying to hate on it. It's just like it
0: doesn't it doesn't make me zero
1: zero replay value. That's an important concept with uh, any musical project is at the end of the day. I mean, for me personally, if I like a record or a song, I'll listen to it an absurd number of times. I don't know which of my. Pathologies that speaks to, but I'll just keep hitting replay, and that's what you want people to do with your, <laughs> do with your music.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I was saying earlier, like how like my favorite bands are like Husker Du and the Replacements, and then like Metallica and shit. Like I like just good songs, and that yeah. to me is like you said is definitely something that gets like lost in the mix with a lot of bands. Because like you said, like you can have a death metal song that is a real it doesn't need to be catchy, but just like memorable, like something to grab onto that that really uh pulls your attention and past just like that's a cool blast beat or whatever or yeah. like that's a that's a cool like a uh, chuck Schuldiner like knockoff riff
1: which mm-hmm. do you write the lyrics in private hell too
2: yes yeah uh, i um the, the other guys 100 do contribute a lot uh they basically i'll bring in the songs in like their raw form and then then we'll tinker with it uh yeah. our drummer our drummer sam hi sam if you're listening um uh, he really helps me figure out how the songs really make sense um and how to like really turn them from an idea into something really powerful because like i can hear basic drum ideas in my head but he's an actual drummer who can make them good i can't write creative drum parts i can write generic drum parts but yeah i I write the lyrics i i write the majority of the riffs we have a some new stuff on our next release that our guitarist will be helping write. I also can't write solos. So any leads, I don't do any of that either. Um, I'm, I'm a rhythm guitarist, definitely not a lead guitarist. But, um, yeah, I do all the lyrics and stuff. And uh, I try hard with our lyrics just to be pretty vulnerable. Because I, I think, mm-hmm. like, I, I hate that I'm, like, talking I'm – not, I'm not talking shit at all on, like, DB bands. But, like, the whole, like, war bad thing gets really boring after a while. Um and yeah, you know, I, I try to like just to talk about actual things I actually feel um, that even that are beyond maybe like fuck, fuck the man or whatever. Yeah, so totally I like more yeah. introspective shit. I mean, Poison Idea, incredibly introspective band, uh, much more so than most bands that you would get from like 80s hardcore. I think yeah. uh,
1: vulnerability is totally undervalued in this music scene, I think, and, and, in, and in general. Um, and I, I would encourage people because like I've been – a little bit with my lyrics trending in the opposite direction. I've written a lot of introspective and like personal lyrics over the years. And I want to kind of write like more social and political stuff. But here, here's the thing. I do too.
2: I really yeah. want to write political lyrics, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> here,
1: here's the thing is what I would tell. And I don't really know how yet either. But I can tell you the best political lyrics are because art is always going to be selfish and personal anyway. You're not saving the world. Um the best political lyrics are like personal too. That's like how the clash is. That's mm-hmm. how conflict is, which are like goaded, you know, crass is kind of like that too. So yeah, oh, yeah,
2: I'm a huge fan of yeah. all that stuff. A- avoid
1: um. doing like the war, bad thing. It, it almost can be offensive sometimes because it's like, you're kind of just using this as a formula for a band and like people are actually getting killed. So if you're going to do a war, bad song, I would encourage you to dig in about like a specific war and really, uh, process exactly as best as you can how bad it was or is hey. and uh, after you've sat with that for a while if you want to write lyrics about it do it and the lyrics will probably be good but you might also decide you know
0: what this maybe i'll write about something else i don't know i i have zero problem with this lyrics uh they that is probably <laughs> one of my i i love how it's it's just like i don't know what they're talking about but or they're talking about nukes, nuclear destruction. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would suck, I guess. Um, <laughs> I also, they are, from, they are from Japan, uh, the only country that's ever been nuked yeah, before. Yeah, that's a whole other yeah. game for them. Yeah, if you're from America and you're talking about nukes, listen, buddy, uh, you're the one with the nukes. They're going to use that on other people. Like, so I wish we were going to get nuked.
1: <laughs> 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 that's, maybe that's the new DB trend is just like... Mr. Jinping, please drop the bomb. <laughs> President Xi, fire at will. Damn.
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, definitely like all those crass records bands, like have a, like you could say that there became a formula to it at a certain point, but like a be like rudimentary p like their early stuff yeah. or conflict is like a great example. Like, these are like political lyrics that really make you feel something. Totally. Um, yeah. Obviously, like the clash is a great example. They were like my gateway band. I've always love that band. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, and it's hard. It's really hard. I've tried and usually throw out the lyrics because they don't feel sincere. Right. Enough.
1: Right. Yeah. I struggle with that for a while, too. I'm just starting to feel like I might get the hang of it at some point. Have you heard that band, uh newer band from England called Subdued that kind of does that style?
2: Oh yeah, I have I have their twelve inch over there. I yeah, lo- that record. I love that. Them and Bad Breeding are both like Ooh. incredible. Have you heard Bad Breeding? No, I have not. Oh, if I'll you like, like Crass Records stuff, I highly recommend. It's like it's like Crass Records stuff mixed with like a little bit of noise rock, like almost like if you like mixed like. Uh, crass and discharge and like rudimentary peni with like almost like piss jeans or something like that, something just like noisy and chaotic too. It's very
1: good. That sounds great. That combination actually kind of makes sense in my head as I'm imagining it. So I'll I'll check that out. But yeah, you, uh, subdued record recommended. Very good. Go on, Tyler. I I loved is, it.
2: What uh, was it over the fields and far away? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I think you showed me that. That one. Yeah, that was good. Um, do you have a like? You said you wrote a bunch of songs. I, uh, with, with uh, my band Hallucination realize I uh, I write all the music. Cause I am the main guitarist, uh, and uh, we recently got a vocalist uh, earlier this year. But um, I still am the one writing like all of the lyrics. Do you uh, mm-hmm. do you have Do you think that like uh, COVID or you think that like timeline being able to like have a little bit more time to write stuff without playing shows was, was that helpful for you? like
2: yeah it uh not so much in terms of lyrics cuz honestly a lot of times in lyrics I kind of do them after the fact yeah um a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just have like my lyric notebook and I'll just have like all these ideas and stuff uh I I have like in my phone and like I have like you know the notepad app I have just like dozens and dozens of like phrases or words or thoughts Yo. that really cling to me even if it's just like a cool pairing of words that's what uh, i have I, do, yeah. I
0: have that as well i i have that like to to like i like have to like call all my fucking shit i have like so many riffs that i just like i was at work i'm like that dude i have like this piano app that i use be like oh that'd be a cool riff all right
2: Oh, like, my favorite that's the my favorite thing about working at home now is because i used to work at the, uh, like a like a office job and i had so many like voice memos on my phone of me like humming a riff <laughs> like na, <"Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na,"> or whatever <laughs> and then i'd have to like come home later that day yeah. and like decipher yeah, yeah. what the hell that idea i had was but yeah in terms of like ag- like really like analyzing like like, song structures and stuff, yeah. I mean, I had, like, months and months of of riff writing. I mean, a lot of this stuff, like, I had pretty much our entire demo written before we even had our first practice. Uh, because I was just sitting on these songs that I was just, like, tinkering with for a long time. Um, I didn't know if I would ever get to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's kind of like what uh, Leaking Head, Like, Jake, the
0: first couple songs that we had, Jake, you wrote them, like, years ago three right?
1: three years before that we have that intro thing we started to learn today is part of a longer song that i wrote also like four years ago Jeez. like i had stuff ready to go uh, i but, but I, I didn't was, write lyrics until recently so it
0: feels fresh again to me okay yeah I, I i mean i was gonna say like i've i don't do that but i've also like literally have never stopped being in a, in a band yeah i had kind of had a
1: few years of not doing that which sucked but that's another question uh but uh yeah, it, it's I will say having a bunch of music ready to go like that, which I've also continued to write since then. So there's like newer stuff that we haven't really touched either. It's um, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to keep writing. I write fucking punk riffs, but it can be honestly the best thing I could compare it to is like sexual frustration. I'm like horny to learn
2: these songs. And I'm like, come on, we have to ah, ah, you guys well, have a- that's
1: how I you guys haven't even heard <laughs> these
2: riffs. That's how that's how I feel with our with our drummer being out of out of uh, out of order yeah. right now. Um, the, the the bright side is it gives me more time to focus on songwriting. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is a. You know, that's that's me looking at positively. the 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 more cynical side is just like I'm losing my mind, overflowing with all of these ideas. I need to show them to somebody. I'm I can relate, as he
1: can attest. Yeah, Yeah. it's like how
2: I am. (laughs) I'm like always sending like in our group group email chat. I'm just like here's some new riffs I came (laughs) up with. What do you think? And they're like. Yeah, it sounds cool. We'll cool, check dude. it out when, we're, when, we, when we actually play it together. Because, you know, my little garage band crappy recordings only sound so interesting to listen yeah, to. Yeah,
1: when, when I do that, I get sent like, you know, Obama minions and like just stupid nonsense, <laughs> like people not listening to it, which is fine. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um,
0: well, we're getting. About, we're about, getting pretty far in here. Uh, before we ended the show, what I wanted to kind of touch on, we're, we're near the end of the year, fellas. Uh, yeah. Is there uh, anything? I don't want to have to bring up a, an end of the year list. We're not Decibel Magazine. Uh, we're not dropping our, our list. We're not really going to talk about that. But I did want to talk about stuff that you maybe uh, really enjoyed that came out this year that you maybe want to talk about, want to shout out. Um, whether it be from Richmond whether it be from someone else friends anything like that
2: yeah i'm i'm blanking on a record that i really really like uh sorry let me i'm just looking it up real quick cuz i know it's a record i really like um i'll have to i'll have to go come go get back to you on that um but uh my favorite stuff i re- like i said i really like that tower 7 record that just came out like a couple weeks like a week yeah. ago yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool mix of punk and metal and crust. Um and I really liked um that Slant record from oh, uh Korea. Yep, I was just listening to it yesterday. Um let me look up see if I can find this one EP that I like so much. I'm sorry, this is going to drive me crazy if I don't. Um and I really liked um like I said that that Tempter record. Let me let me look this up real quick. I'll
0: take your it's time. a he, I think from it's a U-J. band from Helsinki um Helsinki is it um oh f- god damn it now
1: I'm not foreseen what was their other band what it's was a foreseen
2: oh, it's, side project
1: oh what the fuck uh, you showed it to me dude it's violent, like heart. violent, violent spirit? spirit yeah violent spirit. violent spirit yeah.
2: yes I'm just I was just brain farting I love that seven inch they did so much oh my god where it's great, it just yeah. like it's like death side worship with like iron maiden guitar harmonies that's my favorite thing that's come out this year i love that violent spirit seven inch
0: that that record is like I when i heard it i was my buddy alex um showed it and i i i was like okay let me check this out look looks cool and it like blew me away i that kind of style of like japanese like heart like death side and like bastard and stuff like that like gives them like, Japanese hardcore like truly has like such a huge place in my fucking heart and yeah, it feels it kind of feels weird especially with people like really getting into that shit now um, mm-hmm. because I, I immediately wanted to just be like, Poser, you fucking probably would have hated this shit like eight years ago yeah. when I was <laughs> yeah. into it you know, when I was listening to Gizem being a fucking weirdo you know but uh, well,
2: that's how I am now with the uh... Like, I, Death Sides, like, my favorite Japanese hardcore band. But now I'm like, I bet you guys don't even listen to Paintbox, oh, though. Oh, dude, I fucking... He does. I, I, got I, paint, love I, I got that Paintbox poster right behind um, me. I uh, wonder if I can pull out right band.
0: here. Oh, I just got this, like, a couple weeks ago.
2: Um, yep, I got, the, I got the framed poster oh, yeah. behind me. Uh, I bought that record last year. Uh, that's, like, now that's, like, my band of, like, oh so you like that you like you like judgment you like bastard but you even like Paintbox though,
0: dude oh my and it's crazy because like that rap like that band is like it's not exactly what i want to hear and like a hardcore band for like every hardcore band but like yeah my my thing with like melodic hardcore like i like a lot of stuff that is like i guess you would say melodic i think it's a stupid term to use like melodic death for metal music like and like yeah. yeah melodic hardcore but like a lot of it just ends up being very, you know, I maybe a bad turn of phrase, but kind of like limp-wristed, weak, you know, not like aggressive enough for me. Yeah. I want that. I want both of the best worlds. And so Paintbox is like, they have the energy, they have like fucking like, amazing riff chelsea is just
2: was one of the best like punk guitarists uh rest in peace he's he's like one of my heroes yeah True. i yeah. wish i could play guitar like that guy oh my god
0: him and him and randy uchi uh randy uchi are, are like two of like my favorite like guitarists like ever like i they just had like so many sick amazing ideas um hopefully you know maybe we'll see a paint box you know uh uh, interest re- revival or explosion within the next few years.
2: I just like, want a paint box T-shirt so bad, I can never oh, find one
0: online. Dude, fuck, I'll I'll bootleg. I'll bootleg some. I've made some. I've made. Bootleg you
2: you got to be careful with that, though. Japanese. I mean, Japanese, yeah. you guys know. You guys know how Gizem is. The Burning Spirits bands are like that too. Like I've heard people getting like death threats before for like bootlegging Judgment shit. I I will say I. I have, so just send it to me on the DL if you yeah. do it.
0: I have, <laughs> I did, I believe I admitted it on the Gizm episode. I did make some Gizm bootlegs. I made some rainbow Oh I have, Gizm, I have
2: a Gizm bootleg for sure.
0: <laughs> um, not, no death threats yet. I would, I actually, it's really funny. I sent some to Japan. Someone from Japan bought some <laughs> Gizm shirts. So maybe they have my old address now. Um, and they're just like, <laughs> we they're have, coming we to get kitchen. <laughs> the Yakuza's is going to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I it's funny, I did read a, uh, I have people told me like, yeah, like I was doing research on Gism. Um, the the, the drummer who was who's the drummer in Gism? Like uh, Iron Fist. I don't remember um, you yeah. know better than I would. He would was be just like t- like yo, you're you're taking that shirt, you're taking that off like right now. And you're going to buy a, you're gonna buy like a real shirt. That's so funny. Making them like you're buying merch right now, and you're taking that shirt off, like (laughs) threatening him. It's like, oh, oh, (laughs) please don't hurt me. And then um, I remember this an interview with Jerry A, and they were playing in Japan, and they met Sakavi, and like someone was like mouthing off to about Sakavi being like, you sold out. You're like we or something like that. Someone from America, someone who was with them was like that is so
2: stupid." like, yo,
0: I would be like, first of all, whack. Like to even yeah. consider that. Like, but he I guess he got his fucking ass whooped. Um and he was like, you know, kneeling down like having to apologize to Kevin. it's so funny. I, it's really fucking funny. Yeah. That
2: well, well that's like um you hear like I've heard stories of like beat down bands are just like heavy hardcore bands like I, I remember even hearing an interview with like the dude from that band Cold World when he when they played uh, Japan once and when they got there they're like oh we really want to play with like forward and and some of those bands like because we love like Japanese hardcore and like the bookers are like no those people are scary we don't mess with them <laughs> like the heavy wow. hardcore guys the, like the, the people in the beat down bands are like no what are you crazy I don't want to mess with with yeah. the Shia <laughs> like yeah he's is, yeah. is a
0: scary man his mohawk is huge and he will Will cut
2: you in half with it. Um. <laughs> was it which one of y'all was it in the podcast? Who was talking? Who had the, the story about talking to Shia and just wanting to ask about Gizam? Oh, that, that was, was... Our,
1: that was our guest, James. Oh, okay, that shit UK. cracked me yeah. up. <laughs> he, he, yeah, the guy wouldn't talk about. It. He's like, we don't talk about the past. No which comment. Is, I think no comment. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's some that's some real shit, man. I mean, they were fucking. I don't think it's uh snitching or anything to say like the yakuza was involved in like setting up punk shows there, which is. It's crazy, but if you know a little bit about Japan, which I know exactly a little bit about. uh, Same, yeah,
2: very little. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I know that the Yakuza have historically been like the only people in their society who like did what they felt like doing ever (laughs) instead of being like super conformist. So like it kind of makes sense that it would converge with the punk scene and and, yeah, uh, yeah, that uh, it actually checks out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish more bands were like Japanese uh, hardcore bands where they uh, just don't do anything for like 10 years and then they just come out with a record and there's the there's no best fanfare, record you've ever heard. And it's like, yeah, the, yeah like that new gauze record is fucking. Oh, it, it's, I it's, it's
2: fucking good. good. Yeah. I, it's I, like, I remember talking, I think it was Patrick from destruct and he was telling me like, yeah, they still practice like every week. Apparently like they still treat it like they're in a real band, even though they <laughs> put out a record every decade.
0: Yeah. That's was, so it's cool. It's like 14 years since the last record. And it's just like, Oh, you know, there's a new gauze record out. It's like, uh, they're a they're a band still like, <laughs> they, they practice every week that, actually yeah that's, that's some
2: real liferism yeah, uh, yeah yeah
0: exactly it's like so it's so fucking cool and like i'll see like flyers from like so I, I, i'm friends with people on from japan on facebook and i follow like people on twitter and stuff like that um and you'll just see a flyer and you'll just see a band and it's like that that's still a band and they're just playing a show and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just playing. They're, I think they're just like yeah. They just wanted to do the band again, I guess. And uh, they're doing it. Versus like America, it's like huge. Like this band is coming back. They bit this uh, band that did a record is back. And yeah. I'm
2: definitely not talking about Antidote.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk oh no, that today. Well, but well, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, no, I mean. I can't, I don't, did you, have you guys done an episode on like bad review, re- uh, reunion records? That's our new yeah. series. Yeah. Reunion yeah, that, retribution. I remember you talked yeah. about Black Flag and, uh, who is it that you guys talked about that Dr. No? Dr. Yeah. No. The Dr. No, I think no one that was, was like pretty... surprisingly ripping. That one was yeah. good. Yeah.
1: And, uh, but, yeah, what was in general,
2: the... it's like so Battalion tepid. Like Battalion of Saints was Battalion the other Saints.
1: good one. Yeah. yeah that was oh good
2: boy. One. A new DYS EP. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh dude. The,
0: we um we were going to play with Antidote um in Albany and then they like dropped and like just like today uh Hey Five Six like uploaded like a video um on their Patreon for like early access of that Antidote NYHC just so you know it's not the other one and I was like Yo I'm so glad they aren't playing because this is boring is I, that bad it's it's boring it was just okay, boring yeah like
2: at the like any negative approach are one of the only ones that still are yeah. like they're great incredible oh i'm seeing them again for like the fourth time next yeah. month with circle jerks i'm very excited I that's gonna be great to oh it. yeah
1: seven seconds i don't know if that should be good or not but i'm excited to see it but yeah tour is crazy it's coming to buffalo
0: oh okay we gotta yeah. go then yeah we gotta go for the podcast
1: um, yeah for sure
0: uh yeah negative approach is literally one of the one of the handfuls because it, it really is like who wants i guess for me it's like do i really want to see like 50 plus year old men like with maybe a couple scab members like playing and then just like with the antidote video they're just like stand they're standing the guy has a a a, a binder of lyrics and it's like oh fucking this hell sucks
2: well, well that's that's the difference to me between them and gauze whereas like Gauz. They never stopped. They didn't like grow out of hardcore and get a nine to five, and then like discover like twenty years later. Oh, let's like get the band back together. No, they they never stopped. Maybe they weren't doing crazy tours or putting out records, but they were still a band. They weren't like getting back in touch with hardcore. They were still serious about it, I and will- that's the difference to me i
1: will note when i was trying to prepare for the reunion retribution episode i fucked up and was going to talk about the new doa record oh, yeah. but then i discovered that is also a band that never broke up nor did they stop uh, putting yeah, out yeah. okay Not but they, they sure they sure as shit <laughs> stopped putting out good records uh, like
2: mdc is another one of those bands oh, we've too talked, we've talked about them a lot yeah
0: we've given them <laughs> oh, their due yeah.
1: their due here oh, uh, on this podcast
0: yeah, I it's it really is like yeah. i mean, just thinking about now, like yeah, how Japan is, how those Japanese bands are, and like yeah, how New York City, like like Antidote, other tons of other fucking bands that like prop up for their fucking you know five fifteen minute reunion like set. Like at least with like Antidote, it's like you guys have a seven inch and like that's it. Like yeah, I don't want to keep na- nagging this band, but it's like, uh, they oh no not only not only that they had other records that they like kind of like were like yeah well, that's it's even no, they know they're bad this is bad yeah. like <laughs> um demo. listen recently has been doing something similar i kind of got the idea of listening to we're doing reunion albums like kind of comeback records uh and they are they were just, doing the bad
2: records they're right? doing just the bad de- the departures like, yeah considered
0: bad records and seeing if they really are
2: bad records um which i think I'm sorry. How we rock is not a good record. I cannot. It's terrible. I can't, cannot go that far with that. Yeah,
0: sorry. Gray, if you're listening, um, cause I know Nate won't um, I, yeah when you guys were saying, when they were saying that I'm just like, I. The DYS one that everybody hates,
1: I do like. that. I mean, I, I don't love it, but I think it's pretty good. The SSD shit is buzz, it is, it's bizarre, which is almost a compliment but it's, it's also funny. so bad.
0: Oh, it's, it's hilarious, funny to yeah. to listen
1: to. I think I compared the guitar solos to again I know I mentioned subject matter is popping up a second time. I think I compared listening to those guitar solos to like watching gore videos. Like it makes me that uncomfortable. <laughs> That's how bad they are. <laughs> it's like hideous and shouldn't be happening and I I it makes me ask like why a lot.
0: Well, this is yeah. uh we're getting pretty near, pretty near the yeah, end. I wanted have... so, uh, to what we we're going to what? I
1: I just you can go ahead, but there's one thing I want to mention. Oh no, go for it. Out, um, and I don't. I hope this doesn't close us out on a bummer note or anything. I don't know if it's going to invite a tangent or not. But since we are making this Richmond Rochester connection here, I just wanted to uh, say R.I.P. to Brandon Farrell, someone who was a you know you mentioned Final Conflict and No Way Records, of course, a luminary in Richmond who later moved to Rochester and sadly passed away here. And uh, even in his short time in Rochester, oh yeah, he did. D- he bands. died while he was there. Yeah. Yes, yes. He played in bands, and you know, I, I have an SOA t-shirt that I bought from him, and uh, he was a really good guy. It's super important to like at least a third of what we've talked about today. We probably wouldn't be talking about if it wasn't for him. So I want to say rest in peace. And if if you have anything, if you I don't know if you knew him or anything, if you wanted to speak on no, that, really, you can go ahead. Uh,
2: I'm I'm very good friends with his cousin, um, yeah. but to me, he was just like. He was like he's the No Way Records guy. Like yeah, like I said yeah. like those were the bands I worshiped. Um he was a deeply troubled guy. Um will yeah. not like into any stuff that's not my business, but he was also just a master of hardcore punk. Like on drums, vocals, guitar, yep. everything he did was fucking incredible. Uh his impact is so huge. I mean, he was on the like the first municipal waste record. Um, yeah, I always forget about that one. Yeah. And he, he he's just like a a titan of of what hardcore punk can be uh I, I got to see him a bunch like my first ever mm-hmm. show like hardcore show i went to um uh, he played in wasted time i think at that show so, and then i saw like every warning i saw him like direct control i saw him in um this incredible band if you guys haven't heard them uh he was filling up this band called social side who is like one oh, of the most underrated hardcore bands I've
1: Agreed. The LP is fucking awesome, dude. With the they're two a gu- huge
2: deal. Yeah, the they're from Virginia, so they're a huge deal
1: here. The, the two guitars on the fucking LP, that thing, I used to listen... I forget what the first song on it was called, but it's a fucking ripper. Yeah, that LP is awesome. I think I sold it years ago, but I'm sure I could get another copy for uh, $8 on Discogs probably. But yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, his fingerprints are just on richmond and just punk and hardcore forever as far as i'm concerned I, if you've ever seen him been lucky enough to see him play the drums it is a pretty powerful experience i saw him do it a number of times yeah, and it was yeah. always very cool His uh when he died there was a really good uh memorial show and it was like a fundraiser for his uh wife and uh kids mm-hmm. and that was really cool because that's uh got to see like all a lot of bands he was involved with like uh uh, nightbirds played but then so did like blood pressure which uh the guitarist uh eric Martinez played in who's in like government warning but then also i got to see a uh, double negative did a reunion for it uh career suicide came all the way down um caustic christ did a reunion oh shit uh, crazy yeah so like that alone kind of says like how big his exactly. impact was
1: yeah. um yeah, yeah.
2: He, he, he was a truly special uh musician
1: yeah rest in peace also the last thing he ever played on was in rochester it was a demo with this band commando and Eddie that's won- right
2: with a k right no it's with a, it it was
1: with a c i think that's a different yeah. band but if oh, you okay. if you like that kind of melodic slash rock and roll slash hardcore vibe a la of replacements hey, you would probably like that demo and anyone listening should check it out i gotta check that point. out i mean he Notable was very cool to
2: me yet. i talked to him a couple times when yeah. i was like 17 16 and he was really cool to me and that always meant a lot yeah um because a lot of people talk to you like you're a child when you're 16 when they're older punks and they kind of like treat you like shit like i had a lot of negative experiences with older punks mm. who like treat you like shit because you're a kid and they'll they'll like call you a baby and stuff, but he like talked to me like a person and like was engaged with me and it was it meant a lot to me at the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I remember he uh was like, oh yeah, we should have we're gonna play shows together soon. Like to me, with like my one of my one band. Yeah. And then like yeah he passed and it's like fuck. I remember yeah. the last Obsessor show I saw I think um that he played in that was fucking I think Four Scene played. I yep, I, I remember that show. show yeah the show that was, was fucking uh, Live bait played too. Yeah. It was my old band oh, was a fucking, Yeah. yeah such a good show, like, uh, rest in peace. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, you know, not to bum anyone out, but like, you know, no, just, sure.
2: just go, go listen to direct control. Listen yeah, to attempted absolutely. suicide. Recursion said listen to no moderation by government warning. I didn't even know uh, he played on wasted the... time. Futility. I didn't even and know he played to them all by municipal waste. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, is there, um, Michael, is there anything you would like to plug uh, anything you got? Like I know you said, you got some stuff, uh, kind of waiting on your drummer to get uh back into shape, but uh, you got anything kind of planned?
2: Uh, just uh, check out uh, check out Private Hell, privatehellrva.bandcamp.com. We're also on Spotify. We are tape. Uh, we're still doing pre-orders right now. They should be arriving in like a week. So pretty soon we'll be mailing out orders if anybody wants one. I'm really proud of this demo. Um, I'm determined this is not going to be a demo band um I, I have a lot of ambitions because i i'm so sick of demo bands like this is a band oh, i'm really serious yeah. about
0: we are too uh, yes. yeah the the uh coming up with a cool name and then or or maybe not a cool name maybe coming up with uh a something you just looked at really quick in your house yeah uh, and then doing a fucking eight minute like six minute demo you have a then...
1: dude draw a scary guy for the cover yeah um, all right more
2: teapot guy. and here's uh you know the nuclear <laughs> bomb going off <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like what does that have to do with it uh, yeah I it's, a, it's a band i'm teapot. really proud of i'm i'm really stoked on private hell uh if you know our our big influences are like tragedy integrity death side amoebics uh poison idea as well as uh some other stuff that's a little more atmospheric and and heavy. um, Just check it out. I'm really proud of it. Um, And then check out toxic schlock, my podcast. If you want to hear me talk about horror movie with cool people, Um, we're actually about to end the podcast. Uh, We're going on an indefinite hiatus as they say in music. Um, But we have a couple more episodes coming up before then that are going to be pretty cool. We'll link
0: all of that in the uh, description. So check it out. And uh, I want, we wanted to say thank you. Uh, for coming on Mm -hmm. this was uh this this is great i had like such a good time
1: i did too thank you for having a good attitude and trying to make fucking punk music that's actually good and matters too i i'm yeah man i excited to talk to someone like (laughs) that yeah
2: (laughs) i'm too i'm too old now like i'm 29 now i'm too old to be like just fucking around with it like i'm I'm just like very serious about music um so i'm glad you guys dig it um and hopefully we'll be coming up to new york at some point
0: oh yeah definitely should uh come up here rochester i think kind of kind of popping off this this region i think is kind of popping big off big time Hell Starting yeah. to. all right very well, cool well thanks again guys thank yep. you and thank you to our listeners go thank check this out cop pod official you know all the you know all the stuff the, and and,
1: and mike mike's stuff will be linked to in the description so thank you and we'll see you next week listeners
0: yeah uh bombs away bombs uh, away tim as here. tim
1: would say